There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, we had quite the stakes at the start of this week's episode of AEW Dynamite because we were going to find out who the best brother tag team in the world was. Ooh, Delali. Also, hello, my friends. My name is Simon Miller. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling and welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show. That's all it is. There's nothing else really to say about it. I point my finger around and I tell you my thoughts and I tell you whether something gave me a warm and fuzzy feeling in my tum-tum or whether it made me want to cry and go and moan on Twitter because they are the only two things you're allowed to do when talking about wrestling. Let's up those downs. I also want to remind you that the Guns have an absolutely excellent entrance with brilliant music and they were taking on the Hardy Boys. Let's just face it, the Hardy Boys are all time now means they always will be. Thankfully, Excalibur also tied into my own intro where he was like, well, you know, I know they're fighting over who the best brother tag team, but we have the Lucha Brothers and we have the Young Bucks and we've got Dramistico and Roosh. And I was like, yes, yes we do. Although I suppose soon we're going to have to have a mega matchup because I need to know. Ow. Back in the ring though, the Hardy Boys were doing the whisper in the wind, which is when Colton got in there and just whooped Jeff Hardy's ass. And of course we did this so Matt Hardy could get the warmish tag, I suppose. Although, he hit the side effect, and he hit the twist of fate, and he had the match won. (laughs) Well, that was easy. Of course, at the last second, though, Colton grabbed his brother's leg and put it right on the ropes. He did this right in front of the referee, but who the hell cares? Who needs rules in wrestling? And it was at this juncture, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot what happened on television recently. Because Jeff got back in there, he got the super duper hot tag, he hit the twist of fate, and he was about to hit the swanton bomb. Don't know what I'm looking at, Jeff Hardy isn't up there, and he just fell into frame. But Juice Robinson was here, he cast distraction, Jay White was here, and he pushed Jeff Hardy off. Because, of course, them and the guns are now best buds. It's also allowed Austin and Colton to hit the 310 to Yuma and get the win. So one, are they a part of Bullet Club Gold? And two, even though they won by shenanigans, this was still a damn big victory. This mugging then continued because, of course, the bad guys attacked the good guys, which is when Ricky Starks ran out. But he hadn't done his wrestling match at all. It was still basically 78 on one. He got his ass kicked too. Turns out FTR also didn't study in school because they came out and they also got whooped because again, the numbers game was against them, which meant only one man was able to even the odds and it was Doink the Clown. If only it was Doink the Clown, I'd be the happiest man ever. Wasn't. Instead, CM Punk made it two for two in Chicago and he did run down to the ring. Everybody went nuts. And he was going to give the GTS to Juice Robinson, who's like, no, I don't want none of that. And he ran away. This is when Punk got on the mic and said, let's do this match on collision. 
when he also threw in the line, I'm not even meant to be on dynamite. I was like, well, there goes the internet. You can't deny that this wasn't a fun opener, though. And look, say what you want about CM Punk, but he gets mad reactions in his hometown. And I'm very intrigued to see what does happen on this weekend. Because boy, howdy, do we have a lot of wrestling. And we just went from this to the concession stand brawl. It was wonderful. It was just wonderful. Hilariously, too, AEW before this had accidentally released the wrong promo video. And in it, Jeff Jarrett was all like, if Mark Briscoe pins me, I will never wrestle for All Elite Wrestling again. I was like, well, you better win then, Jeff. I need Double J in my life until the day that I die. Again, though, this was just an accident and he is hanging around. This was just ridiculous in the best possible way, though, because the bell rang. They were fighting in the concession stand. And essentially, the first thing we saw is Mark Briscoe throw Jeff Jarrett through a table. I was like, that happened in about eight seconds. He then chucked hot dogs at him. Because why wouldn't you do this? I was just crying. I was like, what's a hot dog going to do? I mean, the worst case scenario is Jeff Jack catch it and go, Hop, and then he would increase his HP, because we've all played video games. When we had some more shenanigans, because who was secretively dressed as a concession stand worker? It was Karen Jarrett. And she just beat the flub out of Mark Briscoe. There was then another masked man, and this was revealed to be Sanjay Dutt. So I was like, man, Mark's got no chance. And by the time they were battling in the crowd, who popped up was also like, ha Briscoe, I'm going to take you down. It was Jay Lethal. So this was basically a big old attack. Marky Mark eventually got sick of this, though, so he threw Jay through Timmy the Timekeeper's table. But this is when Karen got in there, just whacked him right in the testicles. And I was like, I have never seen so many insurmountable odds in wrestling, and it's in a flipping concession stand brawl. Eventually, Satnam Singh was like, well, I want to get a piece of that action, when finally people remembered, oh, yeah, Mark Briscoe is our friend. So here came the best friends, here came Christopher Daniels, of all people, and here came the Lucha Bulls, and then this got even more out of control. you got to go watch it. You will have a good old time. Phoenix also hit this absolutely ridiculous splash. It was just like going, uh, gravity, I don't give a crap about you. And after Pent had hit a kick that was super onto Jeff Jarrett, Mark was like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. And he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up, one, two, three. And look, given how absolutely ludicrous this was, that was the perfect finish. I also love the fact that everybody got involved. And here's what I want going forward. Every single match has to be a concession stand brawl. That's right. I haven't seen one for like 45 years. And now I need one every single day. Also bring it down. Surprise roll up counter. That's out of control too. But I love wrestling being out of control. Up. When we started to amp things up for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which somehow is Sunday. So we were backstage with Don Callis, DeKester and the BCC when they made a challenge for this weekend and they were like, look, we're going to get together and we want to take on the elite and whoever else you can find. Oodalali. They're also going to bring in Shoto Amuno, who of course is best friends with Moxley, when Brian Danielson was all, I'm meant to be going face to face with a carder later, but I bet he doesn't even show up because he's a damn coward. Like, look, Brian, you are the best wrestler ever. But come on now. Just made me laugh because now we're casting shade on our card of people. But this was our main event segment. And just you wait till we get to it. And because we do have this crazy show on Sunday, why not have some fun tonight? And that is why Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara and Suzuki did reform their team. And I was like, how are we here again? And they were taking on Darius Martin, Action Andretti and AR Fox. 
So don't you come in my house and tell me AEW is a bad thing for professional wrestling. It flubbing rocks. Suzuki also remains mega over, so that takes those negative Nancy naysayers and put them to one side. And given that we did start with Sammy in action, they looked at each other and went, do you know what I have a need for? A need for speed. And they went 100 miles per hour before they hugged and chatted about family. They didn't do the last bit. Suzuki was soon chopping everyone and ignoring everybody else's chops. Because no matter how old he gets, he's always allowed to do that. When, yep, he and Chris Jericho did the flipping pose when they lay down and flex and kind of show off their groin regions. Sammy Guevara was just watching this. I felt like I was in some kind of fever dream. Once again, how did we arrive in this place? We soon got the hot tag to action who did go at it with Chris Jericho, which was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to that match a while ago. I don't think Suzuki got the memo. He just got in there again and he murks people. He's great. Fox then realized he needed to do something, so he hit the most absurd springboard sent on you've ever seen. When, yeah, action hit his running shooting star press thing, which is how he beat Chris Jericho last time. The wizard kicked out too. This is when Suzuki absolutely murdered AR with the package pile driver, as Darius Martin decided, ha I think I can get the better of Jericho. <laughs> Massive mistake here. <laughs> he was completely wrong. He went into the walls and he tapped out. Of course, it led to more building for the pay-per-view. So Renee Paquette was in the ring and she was like, oh, hi, Chris Jericho. How did it feel to be in the ring with Sting for the first time ever last week? Jericho's all like, well, I don't really care because I think Sting is a whore. That's the last thing I thought he was going to say. This is because Christopher has decided Sting only goes to the highest bidder. And that's why at the weekend, these three are going to team together again to take on the Stinger, Darby Allen, and a partner of their choosing. Ah, this, of course, is when the icon did come out. He was all like, oh, Chris Jericho, you goober. Oh, I can hear you saying swear words under your breath, which made me laugh. He accepted the thing. Darby Allen was here too, and he got booed because they were like, we're going to reveal our third guy <laughs> on Collision. I was like, of course you shouldn't say that. You just mugged a bunch of people off. Everybody has seen this graphic and gone, oh my gosh, it's Goldberg, even though I think it's just a generic silhouette. And look, if it is Bill Goldberg, I have no problem with this because it would be absolutely awesome. Have you seen how Tony Khan books legends? He never gets it wrong. So why would it be any different with Billy Boy? What we have to remember, though, is that it's the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. So I'm going to assume it'll be somebody from New Japan. But I do like all this mysteriousness. And now we can go into fantasy booking, which is the whole point, my friends. We're meant to be massive nerds. But I liked all of this. Just because I'm so damn intrigued, give it a nap. We then learned more about this blind tag team tournament eliminator thing. I'm actually quite excited about it. Because essentially, people are going to be put into pairings randomly. Because we were backstage with Tony Schiavone and RJ City, and yeah, they were quite literally pulling names out of a hat or a tumbler. Schiavone was also like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Which was a tease for later. Just you wait. As we then continue this build, because we were backstage with the Elite. Because they knew the numbers didn't look good for them, which meant their odds had just gone down when it comes to sacrifice. But they do know people too, and they'd gone out and chat to them. This is when Eddie Kingston walked in, and he's just the greatest person ever. He's like, look, I don't like any of these guys. I think they're absolute morons. However, as much as I hate them, I hate Claudio Castagnoli more. Now, I was cracking up, because don't forget, Kenny Omega tried to explode Eddie Kingston. He's like, you know what? I still hate Claudio more. And he did agree to be a part of their group to face the BCC at all, as long as he gets to choose the last person. 
<laughs> so I was a bit like, well, I wonder when they're going to announce that, but they do do it later. So we'll chat about it then. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When Adam Cole and MJF got back into it, and I thought this was fabu. Adam Cole was all like, oh my gosh, last week Maxwell Jacob Friedman did give me one of the biggest challenges of my life. But given I almost had him beat, Friedman, get your ass out here right now because I want to have a chat. The world champion did arrive. He got a massive evasion too. And while Adam Cole wanted to have their rematch, of course, Max was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I mean, for one, I'm pretty sure I did have you beat. And two, your health ain't no good. So this is what is best for you. This is where we tied it into proper old school sports entertainment because Tony Schiavone stood up. Both Adam Cole and MGF told him to shut up, which was quite funny. And he was like, look, I just need to tell you something. Do you remember that I was pulling names out of a hat earlier for this tag team title thing? Well, I'm very happy to say that you two just got paired up. I was losing it. And look, no, this is nothing new when it comes to wrestling. Wrestlers having to coexist. But Adam Cole and MJF are so good at their characters and they have such good chemistry, I think this is going to be damn hilarious. They also reacted like somebody had just slapped their own mother. MJF especially was great. He didn't even care that he had to team with Adam Cole. He was more perturbed that now he's going to have to wrestle every single week. They got even more bunkers because Tanahashi just appeared on the big screen, which apparently is now a thing. He was like, yo, Max, I'm up here. Don't forget I still want to fight you on Sunday. And MJF was like, no, I'm not doing it. Which is when Cole manipulated the world champion, which is like his power-up these days. And Maxwell Jacob Friedman was so annoyed, he was like, fine, I will fight him. Adam was like, Gotcha. This also ended great because Cole just patted MJF on the back and said, good luck, partner. As Max was like, oh man, I've just seen what's happened here. But all of this rocks. I will take MJF versus Tanahashi, especially because we're also getting Adam Cole versus Tom Lawler. That was just announced from nowhere. And I like Tom Lawler. I'm a big fan of him. And then when we get through all of that, we are going to have the mismatched team of Cole and MJF. So this was all very well put together. It has me excited for the future, which is the point of life, damn it. But AEW just decided, oh, look, here's the Owen Hart Cup tournament brackets. What? So it is quite the ride because we are getting Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson, Dustin Rhodes versus Powerhouse Hobbs, Samoa Joe versus Roderick Strong, and yes, CM Punk versus Flubbing Kojima. This last one is also going to happen at the Forbidden Door, and yes, look, let's just talk about it. It was meant to be Punk versus Kenta, but apparently Kenta doesn't want the match. I can understand this. 
Kenta has been mad at CM Punk for like 15 years because he thinks that Punk stole all of his moves. And if you do do this fight, do you think CM Punk is going to lose? No, no, he's not. So I can just imagine that Kenta was like, well, I don't want to get beat because what does that say about me? And we also shifted across to the women's bracket. So we are getting Athena versus Billy Starks, Anna Jay versus Sky Blue, Nyla Rose versus Willow Nightingale, and Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker, which of course is a callback to last year's tournament. So all of this was just such a fun ride. So much so, I'm in a pretty good mood today. Give it an up. Which is when we got to Alternative Reality World 2, because it was Shabata and Orange Cassidy taking on Danny Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr. I mean, how did we get here? Sabre and Shibata started this too, and they just wrestled each other when Orange Cassidy and Garcia got in there, and they did the same thing. And the whole point of this match was to basically plant seeds between all four, because I assumed we were going to get two singles matches. But no, we are going to do the Fatal 4-Way for the international title. I almost fell on the floor. Shibata and Zag were also then playing submission tennis, which is not a game I ever want to get involved in when Cassidy and Garcia were back in. And do you know what they did in this match of all the matches? <laughs> they started dancing together. Honestly, the next time I see them, I'm giving them a hug. It was just move, 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 move before Orange did hit the stun dog millionaire so he could get the hot tag to Shibata. And this guy, he's like Suzuki. He just gets in there and hits people. They go down. Garcia then thought it was a great idea to mock Shibata's pose. So this ended in the piece of fruit and Flub and Shibata both doing Orange Cassidy's kicks. If you go really quiet, you can hear some old school wrestlers melting down. They definitely weren't able to handle it. They did move from this into both doing Shibata's corner drop kicks though, so that was brilliant. When all of a sudden Daniel Garcia had the Dragon Slayer locked on, Shibata reversed that into an arm breaker. When Zack Sabre Jr. broke that up, so Orange was like, no, you're not doing that. And he hit him with a DDT. Bravo. Shibata and Garcia then smacked each other some more when we had a little bit of commotion because Cassidy was going to do the orange punch, but oh no, there was some miscommunication and he hit Shibata instead. Whoops. Actually, this being wrestling, Danny saw the opportunity and he kind of used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment and surprise roll up to get the one, two, three. But I'm kind of pulling at straws there. The point was Shibata had gone down. Garcia took advantage of it. So this match was just great and afterwards they did all fight over the international title because that's what we are doing at the pay-per-view. Honestly, if you are a geek like me, if you're watching this show, you have to be a geek like me. How can you not be pumped for this? It's like a thread made on Reddit came to life. Uh, but I tell you too, when it does come to Forbidden Door, people just turn up all over the place because then Alex Marvez was backstage and he was talking to none other than Will Ospreay. Now Will has decided he wants to be a mega heel in Canada because he was all like, oh man, Canadians, don't they just suck? I don't want to go up there. I think it's a piece of crap. This of course is when Don Callis walked in and he was like, look, you're going to need security now when you go to Canada because you have made everybody there mad, but I'm happy to provide this to you as long as you beat Kenneth Omega at the pay-per-view. And do I think this is all going to tie in? Yes, I do. And do I think it's also a smart move? My head is nodding in the yes direction. Also kind of hurts my neck. I think got another announcement for the pay-per-view because it is going to be Willow Nightingale versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. And a small part of me, this part of me right here, thinks Willow should probably win, although I doubt she will. When we went right into another championship match for the TBS title, 
was Chris Statlander versus Tyre Valkyrie. And given that we have built this over the last few weeks, I thought it had some proper momentum and man, fair play to these two, because they got in the ring, they looked at each other and they were like, let's hit each other really, really hard. Statlander just flew in to begin with, so Tyre smacked her one to calm her down. And when they were fighting on the outside, Flippin' Statlander did a flip off the apron and crushed Tyre Valkyrie. But it's just a random TV match. It kind of took her out of the game a little bit too, so by the time she got back in the ring, Tyre had taken a Phoenix down, and she hit her with a drop kick. That's when she started to use her power. She didn't get booed in the face, but she kind of brushed that aside to hit this double arm underhook driver thing for a one-two. Oh, she almost got it. Which is when Statlander avoided the stomp. She hit a big old spear, and Ty was hitting a big old spear onto her. I was like, yes, wrestling tennis. Then got to the German suplexes, Einen anderen Treffen, which is when Valkyrie decided, well, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the top rope, which was a terrible idea. Chris saw this and went, no, I don't want to be hit from up there. She hit the superplex, then she hit the big old tombstone, one, two, three, and she retained her championship. And I tell you, Chris Statlander has had a really good start to this title reign. And as long as we continue to provide it with momentum, I think it could be really, really good. Also, just nice that she is back up. Which is when we did get to our main event segment, and it started with Eddie Kingston. And in about eight seconds... He won the night. Because he was all like, look, I gotta wear this baggy t-shirt because I just had surgery, which means I've been eating a lot of ice cream. He is just the realest guy in the room. He also wanted to make it very clear that he despises the elite, but once again, he hates Claudio Castagnoli more, which is when John Moxley arrived, because of course John Moxley loves Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston loves John Moxley, but now they're on other sides when it comes to the pay-per-view. Mox wanted to point out that he is drawing lines, whereas Eddie was like, no, you started drawing these lines when you teamed up with those idiots. When Eddie just decided, you know what, I don't want to stand on ceremony anymore, Mr. Wayne. Do you know who the last guy in this damn thing is going to be? It's a she And of course he was here. Why wouldn't he be? I mean, it does make him a bit weird because he must have been at the curtain going, man, I hope he does say my name. But before he could do much of anything, the Blackpool Combat Club just teleported in from the Starship Enterprise and they started to beat him up. This is when Brian got on the microphone and said, I, t- I told you Ricardo wasn't here because he'd be out here right now. So I'm going to stomp this guy's head in when the coin dropped. Ricardo was here. My word. The pop this man had. I mean... He's not a regular on American television, but people treated this like it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Even these two guys looking at each other sent everybody crazy, and I was losing my mind too, because I still can't believe it. With all the people, Wheeler you to attack Okada from behind, and I was like, damn it, Wheels. It also set Danielson up to hit the running knee, but of course, Okada got out of the way, and Wheeler Utah took it instead. When Okada was going to hit the Rainmaker onto Danielson, he bailed, and given that Utah was there, I was like, all right, I'm going to smash you with it instead. And he did. What I really want everyone to appreciate, though, is that given everything over the last year or so, this episode of Dynamite started with CM Punk basically taking on Jay White, and it ended with a Carter versus Danielson. We should all be very appreciative. It all meant that it basically ended with a Carter standing tall, and I still cannot believe that we're getting this match in a matter of days. Some people have literally wanted it for a decade, and the expectation bar is so high, unless they have the greatest match ever, some individuals will be disappointed. <laughs> That's amazing. It also left me exactly how it should have left me, just going, oh, I can't work for this pay-per-view. I'm a very strange man. I am giving it an up. I also just do want to run through the Forbidden Door card quickly, because we don't do the predictions anymore. 
So I thought we could do them here. And yes, I do believe that Orange Cassidy will retain his international title when he does take on Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata, and Daniel Garcia, but that's gonna rock. Jericho Guevara and Suzuki taking on Sting and Darby Allen. I can't call either way, because I need to know who the extra dude is, so we will see. The BCC versus the Elite with everybody else in it, you have to imagine, ends with the Blackpool Combat Club winning, just because Elite won the last one. CM Punk versus Kojima is a little bit of an obvious one, because of course you don't bring CM Punk and have him lose, but I'm just still so happy I get to see it. I'd love for Willow Nightingale to become the brand new AE champion too, but Tony Storm only did just win it, so I guess she gets the W. And then we have Jungle Boy versus Sonata. Now, Sonata will retain his IWGP championship, but do you know what Jungly Jim is going to do? He's going to turn on Hook. He's going to go heel. MJF will, of course, retain his championship too against Tanahashi. But who the hell knows how you get out of that one? And when it comes to Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, I suppose it's just nice and easy wrestling maths. Ospreay won the first one. Sorry, and Baker won the first one. So this one goes to Will. But it will be incredible. Which brings us to Brian Danielson versus Okada. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is the best thing about the match. But I'll just throw it out there because, again, that's the whole point. I think Okada's going to win. And of course, for this show, I am going to give it an up. It was an absolute treat, and I just can't wait. I know I keep saying that, but hey-ho, I've said it once, so I'll say it 79 times. Also, please now do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's AEW Dynamite. Click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Raw, if you want to know what I thought of that WWE show. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. WhatCulture.com, Simon316, WhatCultureWWE. You know the deal here, people. It's so much wrestling now. Until the end of the week... You damn right, I'll take my finger of power and stick it in the hole. Why do I always have to end these videos so badly? Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.